0: ...campaign into new lands. As these people expanded into Eurasia, they encountered other closely related human species. The Neanderthals in Western Europe and members of the recently discovered Denisovan lineage in Asia. Shortly after the moderns invaded, the Archaics went extinct, although some of their DNA persists in people today as a result of occasional interbreeding between the groups. Once modern humans made it to the shores of Southeast Asia, they faced a seemingly limitless and landless sea. Yet, they pushed on undaunted. Like us, these people could envision and desire new lands to explore and conquer, so they built ocean-worthy vessels and set out across the sea, reaching Australia's shores by at least 45,000 years ago. The first human species to enter this part of the world... Age sapiens quickly filled the continent, spreading across it with spear-throwers and fire. Many of the largest of the strange marsupials that had long ruled the land down under went extinct. By about 40,000 years ago the trailblazers found and crossed a land bridge to Tasmania, although the unforgiving waters of the southernmost oceans denied them passage to Antarctica On the other side of the equator, a population of H. sapiens traveling northeast penetrated Siberia and radiated across the lands encircling the North Pole. Land ice and sea ice stymied their entry into the Americas for a time. Exactly when they finally crossed into the New World is a matter of fierce scientific debate. But researchers agree that by around 14,000 years ago, they broke these barriers and swept into a continent whose wildlife had never seen human hunters before. Within just a few thousand years, they reached southernmost South America, leaving a mass extinction of the New World's Great Ice Age beasts, such as mastodons and giant sloths in their wake. Madagascar and many Pacific islands remained free of humans for another 10,000 years, but in a final push, mariners discovered and colonized nearly all these locales. Like the other places in which H. Sapiens established itself, these islands suffered the hard hand of human occupation, with ecosystems burned, species exterminated, and environments reshaped to our predecessors' purposes. Human colonization of Antarctica, for its part, was left for the Industrial Age. So how did H. sapiens do it? How, after tens of thousands of years of confinement to the continent of their origin, did our ancestors finally break out and take over not just the regions that previous human species had colonized, but the entire world? A useful theory for this diaspora must do two things— First, it must explain why the process commenced when it did and not before. Second, it must provide a mechanism for rapid dispersal across land and sea, which would have required the ability to adapt readily to new environments and to displace any archaic humans found in them. I propose that the emergence of traits that made us on one hand peerless collaborators and on the other ruthless competitors best explains H. Sapien's sudden rise to world domination. Modern humans had this unstoppable attribute. The Neanderthals and our other extinct cousins did not. I think it was the last major addition to the suite of characteristics that constitute what anthropologist Kim Hill of Arizona State University has called human uniqueness. We modern humans cooperate to an extraordinary degree. We engage in highly complex, coordinated group activities with people who are not kin to us and who may even be complete strangers. Imagine in a scenario suggested by anthropologist Sarah Blaffer Hurdy of the University of California, Davis in her 2009 book Mothers and Others, a couple of hundred chimps lining up, getting on a plane, sitting for hours extremely passively, and then exiting like robots on cue. It would be unthinkable. They would battle one another non-stop. But our cooperative nature cuts both ways. That same species that leaps to the defense of a persecuted stranger will also team up with unrelated individuals.